Of Dan Benjamin, and I am just an extremely British person looking for love this holiday season. <laughs> and I'm the lobster that was present at the birth of Jesus. Classic. As everybody knows. As everybody knows. Where we did that? The three wise men, <laughs> the little drummer boy, and the lobster. And an octopus. <laughs> Unless we forget Nestor the Christmas donkey. How could we? <laughs> <laughs> I've tried. <laughs> he doesn't leave. Um, we're talking about love, actually. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> I, I don't know. It probably comes as no surprise um, that we used to be very big um, Drawfee viewers. Mm-hmm. Um, used to, um, for circumstances that we will not be getting into. Uh, <laughs> no. You're wrong. I remember distinctly um, so many episodes where they discussed how awful and like insane this film is. And like... <laughs> It's fully just a two hours that I spent looking at a TV that I'm struggling to to grasp within the recesses of my brain. See, and I I remember almost all of it. I, I have a lot the advantage of like just watched it basically, but like also just like I don't even think this was as bad as like this is a movie that I know a lot of people watch every year and mm-hmm. a lot of those people because it's supposed to be like really bad or whatever. Yeah. I, I was like, it was like fine. Fine. <laughs> like, like it's a little I think some of the British were bad, <laughs> not in a like this is Funny a bad way. kind of way, just in a like ooh, boring <laughs> Yeah. Um, I also like um, very funny because I had no idea what this movie was going in like at all no for real? yeah and um, the whole time I was like it's got the whole like several different vignettes for the different characters and they're like "Quote unquote love stories around Christmas time," mm-hmm. and the whole time I was just like, "Oh, so it's Valentine's Day," and I know that was yeah. after this. It's like fully the exact same conceit, and quite frankly, I'd rather be watching Valentine's Day. Exactly, just just for the little bit that is Taylor Swift and Taylor Lautner playing characters named Taylor and Taylor in a relationship. Yeah, they were in real life. In yeah. Her- literally (laughs) just for that it's a superior movie yeah and just because this is so very British it's so very British and it also is like jam-packed with very recognizable actors which forces me for the rest of this episode to run the gauntlet of trying to remember people's names that are famous Mm -hmm. so you will be getting first names if I know them. 
So we just want to talk about these. I'm not going to like try to talk about the whole movie in order because I couldn't keep like I don't know when it jumped to what like the stories. No, and, stuff. and I don't care. So I'm just going to go by the Wikipedia like. <laughs> Wikipedia, our beloved, thank you so much for, for always having like, our backs. Characters, little like, stories. So no, this and also like just how else would we names know yeah. when the when the Naruto seasons cut off? Yeah, for real. Not not for Hulu's sake, not because of Hulu. No. They will not be helping. It is uh, Wikipedia and Wikipedia only that has ever been a friend to this podcast and also you know what wikipedia is look is in their yearly donation phase right now so if you've got like a dollar send it over to wikipedia they're helping us it <laughs> so genuinely, please help them. literally like that is literally all they ask is like a dollar and it is yeah. very they make it very easy to donate i Try to at least once a year because they save my life daily. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But we start with, um, well, maybe not start. I'm not sure. But no, who, who for? No, 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 we we do because the opening credits are during his fucked up little song. And that's the only thing that is stuck in my brain. We have the story of Billy Mac and I guess uh, Joe. Is his manager? I did not know that was the manager's name because he just called him uh, Chubby right. and Fatso and yeah. <laughs> etc. Um, and I know it wasn't the intent, but I'm choosing to believe it ends in homoeroticism. So it really felt that way a little bit. Um, it has to. He was at Elton John's party. Mm-hmm. I mean, but Billy Mac is a washed-up rock star, and he is like. Well, I'm going to have a comeback with this awful Christmas song, and it will go number one, and it does. And that's basically his whole storyline. It was genuinely, like, I guess probably the funniest one. Yeah. Just because it's like, this would happen in Britain specifically. No, exactly. Like, (laughs) Like, literally next year, Mick Jagger is going to have this exact storyline. Like, the exact fucking same thing. I really appreciate the like full honesty that Billy's got going on. Where he's like, "Listen, I don't like the song. It fucking sucks. He's I like, have it nothing sucks, to live uh, for." Help an old, washed-up <laughs> opiate addict pop star get a number one. Mm-hmm. Very Help funny. Me afford more opiates. And like, he needs them. He does. Like, he's losing it. <laughs> let his old man die in peace. Like, <laughs> um, and then the end of his storyline is he gets the number one single, and then he's like, "Um, Alton John's party is boring. I'd rather spend it with uh the love of my life, my fat manager." Yeah, who I hate. <laughs> so so funny. I just <laughs> they like, had what? this whole back and forth about like, like, oh, you're confessing for me. I didn't. Like, wow, you're really gay now that you hang hang out with Elton John. He's like, fuck off. I've literally spent most of my life with you trying to make a fucking career for myself. So you, you're all I have. And then he's like, let's watch porn. Which I know is like a weird, like, <laughs> masculine male thing to do. 
They're like, let's yeah, watch. Yeah, I guess. But I'm also like, I hear so much about it. Um, it's, <laughs> I don't. I if if it's normal, it's not. You know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Intricate rituals and all that. Um, I yeah. Just, <laughs> Insane behavior. It is like. <laughs> Street people are so weird. They're not real. No. <laughs> but because the amount of times I would hear about like my my best friend um and college roommate's sex life with her boyfriend was insane. Like, why are you mm-hmm. talking to me about this? I know both of you. <laughs> why are you talking to me about this? And like, why are you allowing yourself to live like that? Yeah. Like just, because just, it's like, always either really boring or really fucked up. Yeah, and it's like I'm not interested. <laughs> exactly. Um. So that's his whole storyline. It fully doesn't matter to like anything, which none of the storylines really do. But there's definitely some that had more of a narrative arc than this one. Mm-hmm. This one was definitely just for like haha background. But it, we're gonna cut to Billy Mac to. Uh, see an we're old gonna, nest and make some jokes. We're gonna cut to Billy Mac to feel it in our fingers and feel it in our toes. <laughs> um, <laughs> then we have the Juliet, Peter, and Mark, um, which is Ugh. fucked up. What? What was the resolution for this? <laughs> <sighs> that so i think it's basically that she just felt bad for him it and better be find another girlfriend because he that was like his plan in the cards i guess but it was still like so this is julia and peter one of the other early scenes in the movie is their wedding and we see mark who is peter's best friend videotaping like the whole wedding Mm -hmm. and then it is revealed that he was really just videotaping Juliet because he's in love with her um and they all thought that he hated her because he has made like no effort to be friends with her since she and Peter got together um Mm -hmm. I personally preferred the uh one woman's take at the wedding I'm like to be like, oh, he's in love with his best friend. Like, that would have <laughs> yeah. been a story. Well, that's what it would have been. If it, it still wouldn't have been good, but that's what it would have been if it came out this year. Yeah, if it wasn't into that. If, this is 18 years old. <laughs> Which is somehow like, very old, but I also thought it was older. For some reason. I didn't. Like, it's, it's hard to conceptualize that being that long ago for me you know <laughs> like no, I, don't really, yeah. I am i am not that i'm not that close but i'm not that far from the early 2000s it was six years from my birth so mm-hmm. like it's not like i was like a fresh person you know um <laughs> but just but... the 2000s feel like that was like three years ago <laughs> we're approaching yeah. we're rapidly rapidly approaching 
the mid 2020s already. Like that's <laughs> two years. No, exactly. <laughs> but this storyline just wraps up with like he confesses with like some cue cards because he's like, "Well, I don't want my best friend to know that I'm in love with his wife," and it's like, "Yeah, you shouldn't. You no, shouldn't exactly. be here. You shouldn't be confessing at all." Um. Especially not with the cue cards. <laughs> like, and then he does, and then she goes after him and kisses him. And I think it was supposed to be like a, well, that was sweet, and I feel bad for him. But I'm like, don't do that. No, no. Oh my god, just all of it. Like I know he didn't plan on her seeing the video he took. He should have had the wherewithal. To- no, and I also know he's fully like drunk as hell when he shows up there. Mm-hmm that was in the cards too but it's still just like better for both of their sakes if she pretends this never happened yeah and also like if he really felt of it being acknowledged and also like doesn't lead him on any any kind of way no and and honest to god you know what if he really felt he needed to address it with her this cue card like don't tell your husband like love Mm. confession was not it it should have been her husband is your literal best friend literal best friend like it should have been like hey like he didn't even have to address it when she first saw the video he could have like called her or like pulled her aside when he was hanging out with both of them and be like hey so just about that video I'm really sorry and I know that that's inappropriate and I just want to let you know that I am not fixating on this and I'm going to try to move on. And I'm sorry if I made you yeah. feel uncomfortable and I'm I'm sorry that it was pretty disrespectful no, of me exactly. in the relationship to do that. Exactly. You should have talked about both <laughs> like, of them. Like, exactly. <laughs> this whole storyline. Um the only reason this storyline is like got through into the movies because all three of them are attractive. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> either he should have been in love with Peter. Two thousand three into British movie. Mm-hmm. Either they should have had Peter him be in love with Peter, or they should have become a thruple. That's all I'm saying. See, and that's sort of how the like ending ending felt. When they all, like, picked up Jamie because I guess they're friends with him from the airport. Yeah, I don't because understand the relationship. All, it's like, not really all three explained. of them were there. So I'm yeah. confused about that. <laughs> like, whatever. They should have been a trouble. I think it's the ultimate, like... Yeah. Again, this wasn't made in 2003. And it's not British. Yeah, well, oh, they have... It wouldn't have been a trouple there. But, like... Mm-hmm. We're still we're still not at that point in uh, in the movie realm, not in a Hollywood movie. No, where they're supposed to be like likable and rooting for, <laughs> you know. We just barely have like four gay Christmas movies. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, then we have Jamie and Aurelia. Um, this one was insane. Yeah. So funny. Like, genuinely, this is one of those things where it's like, this just fully would not happen. No. It was the most, like... It only gets by on movie logic, and it's, like, fine. Like, so stupid, but overall, I guess, harmless. 
compared to some of the other ones. This one and <laughs> and um, fuck, what's his name? Uh, David and Natalie are the most like this is a romance novel fanfic type of bullshit, you know. <laughs> No, yeah, and we will get to that. <laughs> we, yeah, we have to, like, that's gonna be... Also awesome. worth noting that, like, Jamie is played by Colin Firth, who is, like, one of the big famous British men, especially of this time period. I know he and Hugh Grant, who is David, are, like, the British heartthrobs, and I'm like, Jamie, I kind of get it. Hugh Grant, that man looks fucked up. Mm-mm. Yeah, <laughs> but Jamie goes to like France to write a novel because he's a writer, and then he has like this. Well, we forgot housekeeper there. Well, he gets cheated on by his yeah. girlfriend, so he's like with his brother. Well, yeah, so he's like, "Well, I'm going to France to write a book." Yeah, um, and no then he is housekeeper who do not speak the same languages just kind of fall in love in a weird way. Like, again, movie logic only. It's very... But also, because it's a movie, they're allowed to be like, but you can tell they're soulmates because they're always saying the same things to each other. They just don't know it. (laughs) So funny. Um, My favorite part is, like, this whole movie takes place over, like, three weeks, and he fully within the week that he is back in England and then goes back to her, learns the full Portuguese language and she also learns English fully. And it's like, those are not very mutually intelligible languages at all. Like, that is no simple Mm -hmm. task. Insane. No. And it's also (laughs) so funny because, like, he already knows French. Yeah. Which would help a little. And he knows seemingly a little bit of Spanish and Italian too, so it's like I guess I can almost buy it, but at the same time, no. But also like, was for a week. She's living in France. Does she not know any French? But then he goes the funniest part of the entire movie is when he goes back. Fully shows up at like her house. Her dad answers the door and he's like, I'm here to marry your daughter. <laughs> and she had mentioned earlier that she can't <laughs> eat like the cookies or whatever he had. And she's like, you'll understand if you see my sister. And then they have like so many like weird little fat jokes in this movie. Yeah. It's... But like she has a fat sister. And she's not, like up, not really. And he shows up, and the dad is like, you don't want to marry her. (laughs) And then he's like, oh, no, your other daughter. And then the whole town just starts following them. (laughs) And I love the little lines where this story is spiraling, because the sister is immediately like, dad's going to sell Aurelia to slavery to the city. (laughs) 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 Then you hear... This stuck out to me so much because there's this fully like eight year old kid following them, and they're like, "This English guy's gonna kill Aurelia," and some other kid is like, "Awesome." Yeah, like, <laughs> like what? <laughs> What's going on in France? 
<laughs> and then they show up there and then he like proposes to her um, and finds out that she learned English to talk to him and then they kiss and like whatever. It is weird that she's like, yeah, I will accept a marriage proposal. Like, they haven't dated. Their romantic history begins and ends with a kiss she gave him at the airport as she was leaving. Exactly. It's so funny. They weren't going to try to date first. (laughs) Getting married. Very Like, he's a live-in girlfriend, and it is described as girlfriend, not fiancé. I loved him be while they broke up. Yeah, but I'm just saying, he never... Like, she's still probably moving out. Like... No, I'm just saying, he never proposed to her, but he knew this woman long enough (laughs) to kiss, to be kissed by her through a language barrier, and he's like, I am going straight (laughs) to engage with this woman. Just just soulmates things. Like, (laughs) Colin! Colin! I also love... Your role... She's, like, saying yes, and her sister's, like, and he's, like, we can stay here or, like, go back to England. And her sister's, like, go to England and marry an actual prince instead of this little freak. Yeah. <laughs> Very funny. Um, then we have, in my least favorite. Yeah. Uh, Harry, Karen, and Mia. Um, my least favorite because it's just awful to watch. It was fairly well done, I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, helps that like Karen is played by Emma Thompson who knows how to act but yeah. like, <laughs> wild that Alan Rickman <laughs> was in this role literally insane like <laughs> I just I don't I don't understand that particular casting decision mm-mm but I also think Liam Neeson was an insane choice as well. <laughs> that was an insane choice that uh, kind of worked for me. Yeah, <laughs> but this is just Harry and Karen are married. Uh, Karen is the prime minister's sister, mm-hmm. um, and then Mia is the new secretary at Harry's office, who is just blatantly forwardly sexual to him at work. Like, mm-hmm. and he's just going for it. Like, which I cannot blame her for being like, buy me jewelry. <laughs> but I'm like, just so fucked up that. And I'm, I genuinely don't know what the takeaway of this story was either. No, I. They don't, like, whatever or anything. Like, she confronts him, but then they're still together at the end. And it's like, I know we don't have time to wrap all these. Like fifteen stories up, but like that one definitely needed something. <laughs> I'm also gonna say, like the way they find out is because he's buying this a necklace for Mia, and then like Karen finds it in his coat pocket and gets all excited because she thinks it's for her for Christmas, and then she gets a Joni Mitchell CD for Christmas instead, which like. If your husband's going to give you a fucked up gift and also cheat on you, at least he gave you a good CD to cry to. (laughs) (laughs) I also, I have to say that whole thing, that necklace was ugly as hell. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I know that is not the thing to dwell on, but I'm like, I don't want to dwell on this. It was awful. And that necklace. 
was made by a fourth grader in arts and crafts. And it costs 200 Like... Mm-hmm. It's vaguely heart-shaped. It has a gem, like, just randomly on, like, one corner of the heart. Um, looks cheap. It's, like, it does not look like gold. I think it's supposed to be a gold necklace, but, like, it looks like shitty, it like, looks copper like or something. It looks like it's made of... It's like an opal. <laughs> Or like tin that got painted. It's weird. It's ugly. It is like I got so stuck on that because I'm like, if you're going to like buy your, I guess mistress, like jewelry at least, like don't buy ugly jewelry. So much of this, and his wife loved it. She was so excited about like. Why? It's an ugly necklace. I think it was just like the novelty of receiving jewelry from her husband who is clearly not that invested in knowing her. No, yeah, but it was just like, hated this whole storyline. Everything about it. So much of it pissed me off. Like, Mia should have been fired quite a long time ago. Like, the, the, like, it was fully played to that, like, Harry was not picking up on her flirting with him. And, like, she fully, like, showed him her cooter. Fully. She literally was like... At work. She was like, yeah, I'm uh, renting this art gallery from my friends so that uh, we can fuck there at the work party. And, like, he fully doesn't pick up on it until she tells him directly. She's like, I want to fuck you. Yeah, he's an idiot. And then he's like, huh. And then um, he's like, well, I can get away with this. It's like, no, you can't. Because the real moral of this movie is that everyone in Britain knows each other. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> up to the prime minister who is also real fucked is up Mia's neighbor. and was fucking Mr. Bean it was Mr. Bean <laughs> like blindsided by that like I know he is in other stuff and just yeah, generally he's a person. Britain, but I'm also just like why is Mr. Bean working at the jewelry store this Christmas really reveling in like the the <laughs> The other people's time that he is wasting. He's loving it. Literally so funny. Fully Mr. Beating that entire scene. He's chewing the beanery, if you will. Um. (laughs) I don't know if that was good or funny, but... (laughs) It was a little bit funny. It was right there. Uh... (laughs) Just like Mr. Bean was. It was <laughs> right like there full in that scene and also at the airport. Just so funny. Like what was what was he doing? <laughs> Just hanging out. Just working a, a bunch of unrelated jobs. How does one become a ticket taker at an airport and also work <laughs> at a high-end jewelry store in the mall? Those feel like very conflicting schedules he would have. Mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with it. Unless they're like twins. Which would also be very funny. I would love to see a Mr. Bean parent trap where he is the, the children. Um, just insane. It's awful. It is genuinely. There is one scene in this storyline like near the end like during like the big climactic coming together confession scene for um, 
David and Natalie that we see Mia in her in her apartment like in lingerie trying on the necklace that felt so like I'm going to be watching a horror movie with this that no, that specific scene was like why do we even need this like we know he gave it to her we don't need to see all this yeah it, it's just like it's it's fully like the the the, the so gratuitous what the the bomb every single thing about that scene was insane like someone's dying it would be real funny if the movie would like continued on but that storyline ended up with her like breaking into their house and like, no because the way that like, specific scene was shot was like she's like going to either become fully insane or like she's an assassin yeah <laughs> someone like is really mad at harry's like design agency <laughs> insane it's it's like for, for what reason I am baffled I am befuddled it's, I'm scared <laughs> I the necklace is so ugly the necklace is so ugly <laughs> so ugly <laughs> cannot stress this enough um <laughs> Insane behavior. But <laughs> next we have David and Natalie. Um, this is the centerpiece of the film, I think. This is what the. This whole is such a was. very um, movie storyline, and also this is one of the ones that is so specifically could only be in England. It's an incredibly British tale. It's an incredibly YA. Um, romance book. I'm thinking a la yeah the 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 late 2010s, um, kind of like red, white, royal blue, kind of just shit. <laughs> yeah, for lack of a better word, garbage. <laughs> Sorry if you're a fan of that, but if you're a fan of that, please stop listening to the podcast. You've got a bedtime. <laughs> yeah, David is the. Newly elected prime minister. Prime minister! Uh, Natalie is a junior member of staff at um, the house that I guess the prime minister works at, which I did not know was a real thing, but it is. Prime minister house. It's so funny. I don't... Fake Um, It's a fake government. (laughs) They have, like, some chemistry right away, but then the president, uh, played by Billy Bob Thornton, which I... I thought was insane. <laughs> um, shows up for the little like, oh, new prime minister and president are having their little meeting. Best whatever. friends. We are holding uh, hands. We are <laughs> playing Yahtzee. I'm Natalie Foley, like kissing the president of the United States, and he's like, "What the fuck? Uh, I hate the United States now. Uh, we are enemies now," mm-hmm. which. So funny. Um, <laughs> and then he's like, she can't work here anymore. Move her to a different uh, office of government. And his assistant is like, yeah, whatever. But then he finds a Christmas card from her in his box of Christmas stuff from the people he's been given. <laughs> Which is apparently also a real thing. <laughs> because it's Britain. It's just what? And then, like, 
there's a letter from her in there that's like, what you saw meant nothing. Uh, you're everything to me. <laughs> like, and then he goes door to door on the street. He knows she lives on looking for her. Uh, Mia is her neighbor, direct mm-hmm. neighbor. Um, and then he uh, makes up with her backstage at the Christmas play, but the curtains are drawn back and everyone sees it. Um, and then they're just together yeah. publicly. Um, this whole storyline was just insane on like every level, mm-hmm. especially insane because this was 2003, which means that like Bill Clinton and like, <gasps> like it was recent. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, like Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky literally had happened like probably when production and writing started for this literally like a couple years ago. <laughs> what could that mean? <laughs> Nothing Holy shit. insane that this whole storyline was like greenlit because it's just insane. <laughs> Um, Can you imagine if the president of the United States just started going door to door on like New York looking for a secretary that he fired? I first of all, highlight of that um, the house that had a bunch of little girls that made him sing Christmas carols. So funny. Absolutely put that bitch in his place. Um, Second note I also would have fallen for Natalie. She's just... (laughs) She's very sweet. She's very sweet, very genuine. She seems fun. Also the source of an insane amount of the weird fat jokes, and she's fully normal. Yeah. I... What? I understand. Literally. 2003. Why... Why, as as, as a global nation, why were... Why why were we like this? <laughs> like it's not like things are it's phenomenally better. But it's like No, but also just with the body type now she would have been just fully hot if this yeah. kid today. Like <laughs> insane. So much. She's literally, <laughs> just, she's literally skinny with curves. Yes. And half the movie people are like She's fat, and the prime minister's like, I don't think she's fat. <laughs> Look, so true, she's not. Um, she's, she's literally not. Also, love um, when he shows up at this school play um, that is the nativity and all that. Um, it's it's a big plot point for a lot of like this like fringer um, storylines. Yes. He, <laughs> um. <laughs> he goes because Natalie's like siblings and cousins. She's got a big family. We see a lot of children there. Um, one of the notable members of the family is the octopus uh, for the, the nativity. Um, mm-hmm. So he goes. He is caught backstage by <laughs> by Karen. <laughs> And she's like, oh my god, you finally showed up. I'm so glad. Thank you. This me like she is going through a lot right now. She's just now under the realization that her husband is possibly cheating on her and she's put on a brave face for her kids. 
for this. And then her brother, who has been fully like ignoring her, is like, she's like, oh my god, he came to his nephew, his niece and nephew's play. Oh my god. She's like, Uh, this means so much. Trying to fuck. Yeah, and then (laughs) and then just to have the rug pulled out from under her again to find out for it to be revealed to this auditorium full of children. That he's mm-hmm. kissing someone backstage with it. Like, what would you do if jo- <laughs> <laughs> Joseph Biden got caught kissing <laughs> a 23 year old girl? <laughs> well, you were just trying to participate in like the school sound of music. I would lose my I would cry. No, and it's like literally nobody the other thing is like there's not press here because this is an elementary school play. Like nobody's ever going to believe you. No! <laughs> and it was 2003. Those cameras were garbage. And there was no Twitter and like nobody be- <laughs> nobody is gonna believe you at all. And to top it all up in this hypothetical, <laughs> that's your uncle. Yeah. And then he's fully <laughs> married to this girl who is, like, old enough to be your babysitter. Just, like, this girl who is your friend's older sister. Yeah. Joe Biden married her. <laughs> what the fuck? Like, and also in this hypothetical, I guess, like, Joe Biden is a very young president. But... <laughs> I know, yeah. But it's just it's insane. Still, like, Literally it's insane. Still- to, 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 in this hypothetical, you would still have to be old enough to hold office, which is realistically still 10 years older than Natalie. No, because she is fully implied to be like, this is like, she just got into politics out of college. Mm-hmm. So like 25, 26. At the most. Like... <laughs> like... As a child, I would be a little a bit upset. It's, it's insane. It's insane. <laughs> I would be maybe a little bit um, pieced off. Yeah. Like uh, Then we have the best storyline of the movie. It was so cute. Um, Just Daniel, every level yeah, of it. Joanna and Carol. Um, Daniel, played by Liam Neeson, is Sam's stepfather, um, his wife and Sam's mother has recently died. Mm-hmm. And he is the sole caretaker now. Um, that's something that would absolutely take some more explaining in a different kind of movie. But for this, I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, whatever. I'm like, I don't like, realistically, I'm like, why is he not with his like, actual dad <laughs> or whatever? But like, Sure, Liam Neeson's stepdad. Um, it helps that Liam Neeson's a really, really good dad yeah. to this child. Um, it was so it, The whole thing. This whole thing was just so cute. Um, Beautiful. I loved it. I watched just because, like, because I was born in the 90s and it's the first thing I ever saw him in and Liam Neeson is just Qui-Gon to me now. Because mm-hmm. um, <laughs> yeah. Qui-Gon is also just a stepdad. If you really think about it, I am not immune to Liam Neeson dad storylines. No, nobody is. That's why we have so many of them. It's but just... It was just adorable because it's like 
he's like, yeah, I'm really worried about him. Like, I know his mom's death is obviously really hard on him and stuff, but then uh, this child is like, uh, actually, I'm just in love. Um, (laughs) And this girl has the same name as my dead mom. (laughs) But so their whole storyline is like him just trying to help Sam feel better and also just like going along with his little schemes to be noticed because like what else are you supposed to do when you were the stepdad who has become the sole caretaker yeah for a very like quirky (laughs) it's just it's very cute um the ending of this one is insane because this two children are like well we are uh soulmates yeah (laughs) we're gonna have a long distance relationship at 10 like And then Daniel also getting his own uh, little meet cute after the play. Meeting Carol, who is like the mother of Sam's friend. Yeah, or something. It, it doesn't matter. The whole the whole arc kind of ends and begins with um, Sam and with s- small child Joanna. Um, not dead mom Joanna. <laughs> he... I fucking obsessed. It's so funny. This kid just fucking breaks through the first burst of security and it takes them a good 20 minutes to fu- catch him. This is a child oh. and you are four the child five- breaking through security literally two years after 9 like- <laughs> 11. It, it, it's just, you are three to five grown men. And you cannot catch this. This child does not work out. This child does not run regularly. He's ten. He's <laughs> a waif. Under those real baggy jeans, those are twigs of legs. There's no power on them. You are an adult man. You are a group of adult men. You uh, and he runs to the airport to catch Joanna to talk to her before she goes back to America. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like, again... This storyline takes a lot of movie logic, but I was like, okay, whatever. It was cute. Yeah. Literally. really love to see Liam Neeson be a very kind father. <laughs> everything about it is the best storyline. Like, like, oh, you're feeling a little heartbroken? Well, we will simply watch Titanic. Like, what else are you going to do when you're a single guy in 2003? So cute. I'm, I loved it. I loved it. The, it was, the way Liam Neeson like, navigates his own, like, heartbreak and grief and this new, like, single death of a child that he's, like, technically not related to at all. I'm yeah. not saying that, like, step-parents are not real parents, but, like... He's the father who stepped up. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. And, and also, like, this child is weird. This is a weird kid. He's not, like, the weirdest kid we've ever seen in film. Um, far and from... Not by a long shot, but he's definitely not completely normal. No, he's like a little fucking like Peter Pan <laughs> little boy. He's like, I know Quite it would be sad my mom's dead, but I'm I'm in love. <laughs> like, okay. Um, I'm Liam Neeson and I've gotta fucking deal with this, I guess. He's like And he does it in the most charming, like appropriate way I've ever seen. Like it's just cute. It is wholesome. I enjoyed it a lot. I uh, would have preferred if the movie was just this, frankly. 
Exactly. My whole thought, my end takeaway of this is like, I especially that scene where he like runs into um like Karen backstage <laughs> during the play and he's like, It's good to see you. Like I hope you're doing well or whatever. Like I was like, you know what? I would just watch a a movie about Daniel and Sam. <laughs> like I don't care about like no matter how good like the the Harry Mia Karen shit was comparatively to everything else, I could do without it. If it meant I just got a video, like a a, a movie about Daniel and Sam, yeah, it's so cute. It's just, uh, oh my god, I am obs- I am in love with it. It's so good. Um. Then we have Sarah, Carl, and Michael. Mm-hmm. Um. And I thought this one was. Also pretty good. Um, could have been better. There wasn't a whole hell of a lot going on this, with it. Yeah, this is one that I think if it had been, like, if there was more time spent with it or, like, genuinely conceptually could have been its own movie. Mm-hmm. Because there were a lot of very interesting things with this one. Um, it's just, like, Sarah is very in love with Carl. They both were for Harry. Mm-hmm. Um, but then as it's revealed when she's like in bed with Carl and picks up her phone, which like we knew she answered the phone a lot and it's like earlier in the movie just kind of assumed it was like for her specific job. Mm-hmm. Um, turns out that she's like the primary caretaker for her mentally ill brother mm-hmm. um, who calls her a lot because he has issues and she's like the only person to call and he is like in a facility where people take care of him but she is still like like power of attorney and whatnot I'm assuming and also cares about her brother Um, so I thought like again we didn't really spend enough time on all of this but I thought it was very sweet Um, and I really appreciated like Carl did not make a big deal about it like he was clearly a little upset and I mm-hmm. think most people would be but he's also not going to be like well you can't take care of your brother yeah like I, I really appreciate that in that moment we didn't like he didn't like push her or anything to not yeah. deal with that I think it's implied um, on Christmas that they're just never gonna attempt a relationship which I understand it, it's it's still it's very sad um i feel it for is. her <laughs> but it's like it's not as impactful as it should or could be because exactly. it has almost zero screen time exactly if they spent more time on it or again like concept wise this could very easily make for a genuinely very good movie mm-hmm. um but we didn't spend much time on it i would have liked to spend more time on it because it's very just interesting. Mm-hmm. It's a situation we do not see. Unfortunately, the next storyline got just as much screen time. As yeah, it's one. insane. It is. It is. Um, which is Colin and Tony and Colin going to America. Um, which I will say, I don't know why Tony didn't buy it because I'm like, this would absolutely happen. Mm-hmm. 
I, like guaranteed especially in milwaukee like yeah and in 2003 in milwaukee people wanted to fuck benedict cumberbatch uh, if british matthew lillard showed up he would have this exact result like this was very realistic <laughs> it's just people at this point in time people wanted to fuck benedict cumberbatch no exactly and this guy is not like nearly as freak looking no just a guy. Like, he's literally British Matthew Lowe. Yeah. So, like, the conceit of this is Colin um, does not fuck. He does not pull any bitches. He, it's just. He keeps striking out because he's annoying. He's annoying and, like, just inappropriate. Like, he, he's like a yeah. delivery guy or whatever. Um, and he just keeps hitting on people, like, at work. Or he's yeah. not just a delivery guy. Like, he has, like, a bunch of odd jobs. And he's just, every single time, he does this at work. Or somebody yeah. at work. Like, just fucking go to a bar. And then he's like, well, clearly British girls just don't like me. I'm going to go to America because they'll fall for my accent. And it's, like, that was the thing. Because Tony is, like, his best friend. And he's like, that's insane. And I'm like, it's not. He's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And he is right, and it works. And then he yeah, brings his yeah. new American girlfriend home, and also her sister for Tony. Which, like, and does Tony deserve... <laughs> Do we care enough about the resolution of Tony's fucking love life? <laughs> Absolutely not. Didn't care about the resolution of Collins. No. <laughs> I don't need this. It was just, Insane. like... Insane. Insane. It, it was boring. Um, it's the same vibe that happens every time we go to Paris's stupid little fucking France hologram and Voyager. Mm-hmm. The same fucking vibe. And it's just like, they don't even play pool here. Exactly. Like, who cares? Mm-mm, not me. <laughs> Next. And I Wikipedia is saying there was another one that I do not remember it. You don't remember this? No, I don't. You don't remember <laughs> John and Judy? Not at all. I Oh my god. <laughs> genuinely wonder like reading the like what it's about. I genuinely wonder if it was uh, left out of the way I accessed it because it was through like freeform on demand. Oh, maybe. So I wonder if they were fully, like, not uh, family-friendly enough. No, yeah. We see um, almost everything. Yeah, because I think I would have remembered uh, seeing that much of Martin Freeman. Yeah. Because I would Um, not have wanted to. This was cute. Um I don't know. Like, realistically, I guess somebody's got to fucking be stand-ins for the sex scenes. Yeah. But, like... And it was really cute. Like, I, it was uncomfortable to see them simulate sex yeah. um, that often and um, that much of their naked bodies. But it was really cute. I, 
I know what they were going for. I like the juxtaposition of what they're pretending to do, and they're just like talking about the weather. Um, there, I think there was like a specific scene where they're like, um, I think it was she was, um, act. They were acting like she was blowing him, and they were just talking about how the prime minister got like caught kissing his secretary at a children's play. Very funny. So, um. It, it's very good. It was so cute. Um, it was it was very sweet. Uh, they were all, like incredibly like shy, soft spoken people who <laughs> were pretending to fuck. <laughs> um, and then like I, scene, uh, at like the day after Christmas, where he like goes to her house and he's like, "Hey, did you want to maybe go on a date with me at some point?" <laughs> and he's like very like timid about it. Um, and then he literally jumps for joy off of her front porch when she says yes. But that's really, I genuinely upset that I, I apparently was denied that now because it sounds adorable. It was very cute. Um, I didn't need so many scenes of them pretending to fuck. The joke no, yeah. kind of is one note. I don't need to see it again. Um, <laughs> but it was cute. Yeah, and- that sounds cute. Like, did not need to have seen it because, like, the Daniel and Sam storyline was really all that mattered to me. But, like, that sounds good. It was very, I liked it. It was a nice break, especially because, like, <laughs> Tony is the, the production assistant or whatever the fuck. Um, oh my God. For those scenes. So, like, that's coming after the Colin Tony shit. Is like, mm-hmm. we're immediately going to John and Judy, and it's like, oh, they're. <laughs> This is a little weird. Um, and then it's like, oh, these two are really cute. <laughs> um, again, not necessary. Um, it was the exact vibe that they were trying to go for with Jamie and Aurelia. Um, it just doesn't work because it's such a fucking weird storyline for Jamie and Aurelia to have this dynamic on top of the language barrier and whatever. But right, <laughs> I I don't Again, if I was going to cut anything, it'd be first and foremost the Colin Tony shit. <laughs> yeah, and then there would be like the Harry Karen and Mia. Yeah. Or then like the fucking. <laughs> uh, maybe people might be upset about this, but the Peter Mark shit. Or even, you know what, Billy and Joe. I don't care. <laughs> I think Billy and Joe is like fine. Like. Comedic relief or whatever. Juliet, Peter, and Mark, get rid of that. Harry, Karen, and Mia, get rid of that. Mm-hmm. Just do not <laughs> care. <laughs> Colin's big adventure, gone. And then just expand on the rest of what was there. It would have been yeah, better. It would have benefited quite a lot from, like, at least one of these, like, smaller side stories to be cut so that we could fully develop. Because I do, I, I think the one that's not up for debate for me is the Sarah Carl Michael of it because that would have benefited a lot from more development. Yeah, that like the, you that should have been developed more. It should not have been cut at all. Uh, feels so bad for Sarah because it's just an awful situation to be in. And like, also Carl is very into her, and Carl is gorgeous. Mm. <laughs> so rest in peace. Sorry, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> But, I, but love just, actually. 
it was a movie. Um, not the worst movie I've seen. Not the best. It was just certainly a movie I can understand, like why people would regularly watch it. I don't know that I'll say I'd never watch it again, but I'm not going to watch it every year. Like, not going to make a point of it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also definitely sections that I will just be skipping if I was ever to watch it again. Yeah, I do recommend like trying to see if you can watch a version with John and Judy because it is like genuine. Yeah, I'm gonna look for it. I'm I can probably even just find like Clips. their scenes or whatever. Yeah. Um, I would like to see that. Um, I will not be putting myself through this again. Just. On the principle of like it's two hours, I barely retained anything. I would not it's have been so able long. to discuss this without the help of Wikipedia. Um, yeah, so long. <laughs> unnecessarily, like I'm just I, and, and and it was British to the point where it was fucking like even the most insane shit was milk toast and boring. <laughs> Too British. Too fucking British. If I'm going to watch something that is, like, very much this energy, I think I will just watch Valentine's Day. Yeah, because at least it's, like, it's, like, we're kind of stupid as a movie concept. And Valentine's Day leans into, like, that it's insane a little bit more, I think. hmm So, yeah, like, I'm not going to say, like, don't watch it, um... Don't pay for no. it. <laughs> exactly. If it's available on streaming services that you have access Maybe to. Maybe do pay for it. Apparently if you uh, don't, they'll cut out John and Judy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's genuinely like, it's it's sweet. Like, just fucking s- censor it. <laughs> Literally. It's not that hard. Not exactly. And there's only, like, a couple scenes where we see, like, actual tit. And we've seen, like, naked bodies on American (laughs) films before. Probably not fully, But, (laughs) you know what? I don't know. They had Shadowhunters, and I know there's, like... Yeah. Gay sex in that or something. Well, that's because it's (laughs) gay sex, and that's inherently more... That's what... Yeah, like, that's... That's fine. That's fine. Very funny. But, but this was a movie. It sure was. <laughs> it was the most British movie I have ever seen, I think. It it literally like so many other things that we've watched have like taken something from me. And it's more just like this has left zero impact on me and everything around me has already worn me down so much. I My brain is a smooth little pebble that this just rolled right off of. Yeah. And I don't feel better or worse for having seen it. I don't feel like I've seen it. No, it was just like a movie. You know, like <laughs> certainly one of the movies of all time. It sure is. It is certainly a, a fucking a movie I have seen. <laughs> Question mark. Who knows? Um, <laughs> certainly not I. <laughs> I could have just been lying this whole time and talking out of my ass. 
Would you know? Are you going to watch the t- whole two hours to check? I don't recommend <laughs> it. It's a popular enough movie, too, that more people have probably <laughs> missed than some of the other stuff we've talked about. Yeah. <clears throat> but. The, I, I don't know. I don't think it was bad. I don't think it was bad enough to earn the reputation it has. No, not at all. It was genuinely just a movie. I don't know what else to say. There's nothing else to say. It's like, yeah, that was something someone filmed with actors and a script. And (laughs) Billy Bob Thornton, you know, like it, my life is not any different than it was before (laughs) I had seen this movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can't say much. Like, Watch it or don't. That means nothing to me. <laughs> it's your life. Just look up the uh, Liam Neeson scenes. Yeah. <laughs> so cute. Uh, like, again, it's just like we have. Between them. We have things that we've discussed where I fully advocated to not fucking view it. Yeah. Again, I most notably, the. The man who killed Hitler and then the Bigfoot. Don't <laughs> watch that. <laughs> Don't. Traumatizing. <laughs> um, I thought of the Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah. Too scary. I remembered its visage. Uh, <laughs> you can't forget its visage. Oh god. It's it, like it's it, nauseating. The biggest reason not to watch that movie. <laughs> outside it's of the fact a, that the rest of it's boring <laughs> but yeah um, but no just whatever mm-hmm. <laughs> love actually love actually <laughs> love <just> a lot <laughs> <laughs> but um, that's kind of the end of it um <laughs> You can follow us on Twitter. We're at Dumb Binge Binge. We tweet it every time uh, an episode goes live, which is as close to Friday as we can manage. Yes. <laughs> Some, um, sometimes the shit breaks you. Um, so it's going to be yeah, near Friday. It's going to be near Friday. Um, keep an eye out there as well. We are going to be going on a little bit of a hiatus after mm-hmm. this. Um we're planning around a month, but we'll just kind of see. Um, it's just been a lot lately. Um, yeah. We just need a little bit of a break to just <laughs> um, just sort of to have a break and kind of reconfigure things if we want to just take a little bit of a setback for a minute. We will be back. We mm. just, we're tired right now. Um there's no like resentment to the podcast because like it no. is still in its conception just a way for us to watch things together and yeah, discuss. And it's fun and we enjoy it. We just need a little bit of a break and to possibly be changing some things. We haven't really discussed that in depth. That's part of what the break is for. Yeah. Um, but also just like to genuinely have at least a month where it's like can just watch whatever, not have things. Yeah. 
to watch, but also because we're fresh off the holidays and we're both in less than ideal situations for that time of year and time. Yeah. <laughs> Severely <laughs> too unmedicated. Severely exhausted right now. <laughs> to be dealing with everything that I'm dealing with on top of this. So, again, follow us on the Twitter. We will post all of our updates and stuff there, so just keep an eye out on that. Um, that's really where we'll end this um, in case some things get rearranged and stuff when we do come back. So, all that being said, thank you for listening. This has been Dumb Minch Finji.